Howdy, welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast. We know you've got a buffet of media to choose from each week. That's why we put a lot of effort into finding stories from the Bible that have relevant lessons for us today. I hope you enjoy. Last week, I believe, or a couple weeks ago, somebody left this paper on my desk at work. It's a secret Santa questionnaire. It's a dreaded secret Santa questionnaire. Um, you know the drill. Every year around this time of the year, will you? Some people play, uh, play the secret Santa. You pull names of the people participating. You get a name, and then you're supposed to give this person a present. Since they don't know what you want, then you fill out this questionnaire, which tells where you say, well, what your favorite color is, what your favorite pattern Candy, snacks, drinks, hobbies, collectibles, flowers, supplies, restaurants, shops. I've been doing this for years. And for some reason, the presents that most stand in my mind are the worst ones. And men, I have had my share of them. I'm going to share just a couple of them with you today. I was probably about 10, 12 years old, about the twins' age. I was in grade school, and um, we were playing the Secret Santa in school. They passed the papers, and you know, where you're a child, and you have a Secret Santa, the only person who doesn't know who's had everybody might be the teacher, but you know who is your Secret Santa. So I knew that this child who was from a well-off family, was my secret Santa that year. They drove a very nice car. They, drove, they used very nice clothes. And I knew this year I would be getting a very nice Christmas present. <laughs> so when they pass the papers and I fill out what I would like, I know I had put several toys in them. I don't remember most of them. But I remember vividly that my top choice for a present that year was a remote control racetrack set. I never had one. I would probably never have one. But if ever I would be having one, this was the year. And I can wait for that day to come. So I headed to school on that so long expected day. I waited for a day. And when my name was called and this boy came with his present for me, he had a present in his hand that was probably about as big as this, a little bit thicker maybe. And I thought, how do you fit a remote control racetrack set in that envelope? I open it only to find out that I have gotten a precious copy of the book, The Little Prince, for Christmas. I was disappointed. <laughs> I got what I didn't ask for. I didn't want it. I never read it. Fast forward a few more years, I was in high school and we were playing a secret Santa in high school. I was in boarding academy and found out that this girl would be my secret Santa this year. And she got 
thought she kind of liked me, so my odds of getting a good present that year were pretty good. <laughs> she would come and talk to me and ask me what I would like for Christmas, and I would throw some humble, random ideas, maybe a t-shirt or sunglasses, I don't know. Uh, but really, what do you want? And I didn't just want to say, I didn't have anything specific. I just wanted a nice present. The day came for the secret Santa to be revealed. The day before going back home, actually. And when my name was called, she stood up and gave me this fluffy package that I'll open. Only to find two blue towels in it. What gave her the impression that I needed towels? <laughs> Did I smell bad? I showered every day, I promise. I was frustrated. I don't have to tell you, that friendship didn't go anywhere. Fast forward many years, I finished college, I got married. We continue this tradition of giving gifts to each other every single year for Christmas. Here come more socks and pajamas and underwear. <laughs> this one year, I had the best idea I ever had. What if for this year, everybody pulls their own name? <laughs> it was genius. Think about it. You get to buy your own present. You get what you want. Anyways, the best presents I ever got, I paid for them myself. <laughs> Let's just make it official. Let's all have a happy Christmas, a Merry Christmas. I know what you're thinking. Yes, I was too selfish to trust my needs on others. With time, I have come to realize that not everything is about getting what we want. We should value the relationships with the friends, with our co-workers, with the family members. Last year, we still had another gift exchange of home. We were in Houston, big family reunion. My siblings were there. My parents were there. My, my children, my in-laws were there. And um, my brother-in-law brought me this box that I opened, much to my content, to find that he was given to me a Lego set. I do like Legos a lot. I know I'm not 15 or 10. I do like Lego sets. And he gave me this architecture edition Lego set of a Statue of Liberty. Very nice. We were in Houston, so I didn't open it right away because we had to travel back home. So I packed it as I could make it fit in the... In the bag, we flew back home. 
Last year around this time, we had put our house for sale, so we knew hopefully we'll be selling our home soon. So why would I open this Lego set and then maybe lose some pieces? And then, so I did not open the box. We did sell the house. We started to pack all things, and there was my bug of, box of Lego that I hadn't opened yet. Put it in a box, moved out of the house to the smaller house where we do live now. We have a lot of things in storage pile of boxes and buried somewhere in that pile of boxes must be my Christmas present that I got almost a year ago. Never opened. I've been too busy to open my present. But the greatest gift I ever got, I didn't ask for. But it was given to me before I even knew I needed it. The greatest gift I ever got wasn't expensive. It was priceless. The greatest gift I ever got wasn't wrapped in fancy paper and a bow. It was wrapped in swaddling clothes. The greatest gift I ever got is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke tell us the story of his birth, and several other books make very interesting comments or add to the story. For example, the book, The Sire of Ages, and others. They tell us of the story of how God when the fullness of time was come, sent for his son. Heaven was thrilled with joy. Angels attended Joseph and Mary. And the pair, as the pair journeyed, journeyed from Jerusalem, from Nazareth, sorry, to the city of David. In a rude building where the bees, where the bees were sheltered, they found refuge. And here... The Redeemer of the world was born. We are told that in the story of Bethlehem is hidden the death of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. The King of glory stooped low to take humanity. He exchanged the throne of heaven for the manger. In companionship of, of adoring angels for the beasts of the stall. And yet, this was but the beginning of his wonderful condescension. The Son of God took man's nature. He came with such heredity to share our sorrows and temptations and to give us the example of a simple life, of a, of a sinless life. Satan in heaven had hated Christ for his position. He hated him the more when he himself was dethroned. Yet, into the world where Satan claimed dominion, God permitted his son to come, a helpless babe. 
subject to the weakness of humanity. He permitted him to meet life's peril in common with every human soul. To fight the battle as every child of humanity must fight it. At the risk of failure and eternal loss. Or the height from which he stooped. The depth of humiliation to which he descended. His feet enter upon the path of sacrifice and turn not aside until he had given his life. We are told that there was no rest for him between the throne in heaven and the cross. His love for man led him to welcome every indignity and suffer every abuse. Paul writes about Jesus and his sacrifice in Philippians. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The greatest gift is Jesus. His life. His example. His sacrifice. His victory. Yet as we go about our daily lives and as we try to find solution for our problems, we turn to God, the giver, expecting specific results that not always come as we want. Remember how I failed with my different Christmas presents? Often we, oftentimes we ask God for what we need. And we should. We pray earnestly for God to answer our requests and wait, only to be disappointed when He gives us instead something that is not what we expected. How hard it is sometimes to deal with unanswered prayer, the wait, the not knowing, the doubt, the temptation to give up. Oh, the disappointment. Please know this. If you're going through this, often our plans fail that God's plan for us may succeed. In the future, life we shall see, sorry, in the future life, we shall see that our seemingly unanswered prayers and disappointed hopes have been among our greatest blessings. You're struggling to believe. Philippians 4, if you're struggling with this, Philippians 4.19 says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, our greatest gift. 
Have you tried seeking God and getting closer to Him with the desire to do His will? But then failure comes, tragedy strikes, or our world is shattered by the unthinkable? Where is God? What happened to His promises? How could He allow this to happen to me as I'm trying to get closer to Him? Frustration and anger come out of pain. And many walk away from God. But my friend, nobody knows your sorrow as Jesus does. We are told in Isaiah 53, despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as, he, as if we were faced from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. If you are going through the frustration, Matthew eleven twenty eight reminds us, Come unto me, says Jesus, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Philippians 1, 6, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The greatest gift. Perhaps you're not in any of those categories. Maybe your life has instead gotten hectic. Too many to-dos, plans, and deadlines. Life is crowded with busy schedules and errands. We run from one thing to another in a never-ending cycle. Work is busy. Home life is busy. We wear too many hats, spouse, parents, uh, son, worker, friend. Need to find time for her, time for them, time for Ed, time for me. There's no time left for him. Yes, his love is infinite, his sacrifice is immeasurable, but when was the last time I stopped and meditated in his wonderful love? And so the greatest gift lays buried somewhere under a pile of life plans, projects, and dreams. We are told in Psalms 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Philippians 4.6 tells us, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, our greatest gift. Perhaps you seem to have life figured out. You might be successful, smart, savvy, good-looking, or well-liked, or all of the above. Life is good. Your talents are obvious in your school, gra on, in your school grades, your bank account, or your achievements speaks for themselves. Could 
be that you, can, you have come to trust more in yourself than in the Lord? Do you ever catch yourself asking God for guidance when you already know what you're going to do anyway? Or could it be that Jesus and a relationship with him have long been gone because you feel no need of him in your life? Have your achievements and talents become your greatest gift? James reminds us Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of light. Proverbs 3 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all, or you, in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. You know, Jesus is the greatest gift. He was born in, born in a manger that we might be born to life eternal. He became part of the human family that we might become part of the heavenly family. He lived in the midst of dust and poverty that we might live amid riches beyond description. He spent long nights in prayer that we might spend eternal ages in the presence of God. He went homeless that we might live in the mansions He is preparing for us. Our, our, our precious Savior trod wearily the sandy trails of old Palestine that we might walk with tireless feet on the golden streets of the new Jerusalem. He accepted in our behalf the crown of thorns that he might be able to place on our heads the crowns of victory. He died the death that was ours that we might live forever the glorious life that is his. As we navigate the ups and downs of life, let us not forget, Jesus is our greatest gift. Thank you so much for listening. We record these messages each week at the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Adairsville. And if you're ever in the area, we'd love to see you. Stop in and say hi and enjoy some good Southern food with us. We'll see you next week.